Hello and welcome to You Are Inspire Sessions Online. These are recorded Zoom calls where we've invited some of your favorite teachers from You Are, some women and men that have been inspiring us to continually see God's face in and out of every season. We've invited them to come and to speak into some current things that we're all working through right now in this unprecedented time. We pray that these Inspire Sessions would encourage you to keep believing that God is who He says He is, and He's going to do what He says He's going to do. We can trust Him and we can learn from Him through all these seasons. We hope that you're encouraged, inspired, and blessed. All right. So, so glad we're having this conversation. So this is Eric Wimberly and Miranda Marion, two people that I absolutely love, respect, and have learned a lot about rest and about Sabbath from already. And I'm looking forward to this call because I'm excited to learn along with you. So um, a couple things just to note about Eric and Marinda. First, Eric, he, um, he's a dear friend of our family, but he, he knows how to sit and be with the Lord in his word. He's a studier. He loves, Eric, I love that you just love to learn. And the way his wife often talks about him is he just flies through books. And meanwhile, flying through chapters and books of the Bible alongside of that. And so I love that you're a learner and I'm excited to learn from you in this time. And then Miranda, same, dear friend who I love learning so much from. Miranda is a young mom and, a, uh, and she and her husband both are medical workers. They have four very young children. And Miranda um, also grew up and had some time in Israel. And so she has seen rest and Sabbath um, celebrated in ways that I have not had the privilege of seeing. And she and her husband are working out how to rest and Sabbath in the season as well. I didn't, I did forget to mention that Eric, um, he works full time and Brian ISD, you can share it. Y'all can share anything that you like more than I'm saying, but, um, so Eric also is a young father, full-time worker. And so he's at home and, but he has also established rhythms before this specific kind of crazy time that we're all in. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I'm really excited for us to get to learn from them. Mm -hmm. So, Really the hope, as we've talked about, Miranda and Eric, is that this time would just help us all as all of our rhythms are different, whether we are busier than we've ever been because we're trying to navigate what it looks like to be home with kids or, or home trying to navigate like, you know, video world outside of just our normal workplaces, or maybe our rhythms have slowed down in extreme ways. And so everybody across the board are experiencing this time differently. But what we do know is we're all... Our, our lives have changed and so many of our normal rhythms have changed and turned upside down. So our hope is that we could inspire um, every listener to say, okay, how can I, what can I learn in this time? What kind of practices and habits and can I learn in this time and start to do that can really send me into the next season more prepared and more um, and, and continuing to stay at rest. So um, that's, my, that's my hope, and uh, I would love to start off with just asking you guys just simply, what is rest biblically? What does it look like biblically in, in Israel's history or in, in just the Bible? What, how would you describe that? Eric, we'll start with you. You may start. Yeah. Okay, well, rest, um, that's a big story. So if you go back to Genesis and just going back to the first Sabbath and the Lord rests uh, in his creation, I see rest as, as the Lord, um, his presence. Like he's actually 
dwelling with his people. And so all throughout, rest was something um, in the storyline of the Bible for the people of God to enter in through faith and to actually engage the Lord and commune with him. Um, now, what was intended in the garden didn't quite turn out, but it's still, it's this future hope that we have. And so when we talk about rest, um, I think of Sabbath and of course, you, in my mind, you can Sabbath more than just on, on the Sabbath day. So I'm sure in this conversation, we'll talk about, you know, the, the whole idea of Sabbath, that it's, it's something that's in the heart. And for me, it's really about um, fellowship and communion with God. It's, it's about his presence and being present before him. Yeah, I think um, something I love about the Lord is that he invites us to obey without understanding but at the same time he invites us to understand um in proverbs you know it says that it's the glory of god to conceal a matter but the glory of kings to search it out and um there's this cyclical um give and take that the lord's created with sabbath because he created man before he created the sabbath but then he created the sabbath for man like eric was saying and there's um there's something eternal about it um, that he did create it, but to, to enter into that Sabbath rest and to enter into um, that Shabbat and that perfect Shalom, it's this thing that we are um, invited into now and we're invited into for eternity. And it's, it's this longing that we can engage with that the Lord gives us and puts in us when he, um, as he like created us with eternity on our hearts, you know, it's this thing that as we enter into that and as we plan to enter in, into it now in this lifetime, we're, we're agreeing with this eternal mindset. And so I, I don't think that I can even, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, that if we are wanting to learn about Sabbath and learn about rest, um, it starts with an eternal mindset. And um, it's not just a here and now thing, but it's inviting it's inviting that um, the eternity into now, if that makes sense. So I love that because, you know, many people that are listening and for me, you know, personally, like I've shared with you guys, we're just starting to explore this more idea of how to practice, you know, rest, mm -hmm. intentional rest. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would love to hear um, how you guys do that in your lives? How do you practice intentional rest? And, and I, what I'd love to hear is right now in this kind of time where we're kind of shut in our homes or, and, and juggling a lot, just personally, I'd love to hear your own. Um, yeah. What are you experiencing now with and, and how you're practicing rest with the Lord? And then also what does it look like in the normal and has that changed? What does that shift look like or has it not changed? I'd love to hear. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just, just thinking about it in general, I didn't, you know, I know we're talking about Sabbath and I, I didn't necessarily, I started practicing rest before I thought of Sabbath, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so for me, I think it was one of those things that I began to catch up to and uh, realize that there's this pattern in my life as a believer since, um, I mean, I became a believer like when I was around 20 and, um, and something that was very, very important to me is prayer and just spending time with the Lord. And it's something that I haven't done perfectly, but I've always sought to cultivate that place of 
fellowship with the Lord and, and really making space for him and actually stopping you know, because if you're going to have a prayer life, I've learned you can't just do it on the run. Um, even though there are times we get really busy. So over these years, I, you know, I've had like all of us probably tried multiple different ways and whatnot. And, but something I began to notice was, and I guess it was more because my work schedule, but usually I just didn't, I didn't work on the weekends and I could get busy, but a lot of times on Saturday, I would just love to just and I didn't do it because it was the Sabbath. I didn't even think about it like that, but it was just Saturday, you know, and I'd get up and read and pray and, and try to really make that sacred time. And so when Lori and I had kids, um, even as they were young, we, uh, we just kind of, we still, we just hang out in the living room and they just kind of knew that we were, we were you know, we're accessible, but we're spending time with the Lord. And I noticed that the times when I went and got all busy on the weekend and didn't give myself any time, somehow the rest of my prayer life struggled. And it, it seemed like if I, if I gave extended time, and I don't mean the whole day, but I just mean like extended time that was kind of like more of a Sabbath kind of idea, I discovered that when I did that, even if I had less time to pray during the week, my life was more vibrant, if that makes sense. So it was kind of like, it was kind of like if you, it, it felt like if I didn't, if I didn't take that time and I could notice it more after a few weeks where I never really stopped and took extended time to focus on the Lord and spend time with family. It's kind of like sand was, you know, like if I had a bag of sand, it's just like, it's just pouring out and pouring out, pouring out. And yet somehow, like I said, I could, spend less time in prayer during the week. It, so it was kind of this interesting relationship. And then I began to learn about Sabbath and realized, you know, wow, this is, um, this is something that the Lord has weaved in, just like how I need sleep at night. I need, I need to, to, well, actually the word Sabbath means to stop. It doesn't mean rest. So, but in order to enter into rest, you have to stop, <laughs> you know? So, it, um, so just that idea of stopping. And so in this season, just like any, well, this isn't a season like any other, but in, in the sense that there's never been a, like we go through the rhythm of the school calendar and, you know, my wife and I are both in uh, education. And so things always change. So we're always kind of having to shift and change and find the new pattern and the new rhythm. And we're doing that right now too. So um, there is an element that's nice. I feel like this in a way is a forced Sabbath you know, for, um, for all of us, even, even if it doesn't feel restful, because I know it can be a very anxious thing for a lot of people. It can be a very, very difficult and trying time right now, but I, I feel like, um, even as a family, we're pressing into, you know, where are we going to have our extra time that we're going to spend and, and really focus on our family and taking that extra time to spend with the Lord. And so right now it's, like Friday night, and then a lot of times Lori and I spend time in the morning, and um, yeah, and, and I still like to take my Saturday morning, but that's it. Yeah, I really like what you're saying, Eric, about this being, it's in some ways not a time unlike any other time, because really with Sabbath, what I found for our family is it really does have to change often what it looks like, um, and it even changes seasonally. Uh, it changes on our work schedule. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, 
Josh, my husband, whenever he had an irregular schedule, it was really, really difficult to find a rhythm because we were just always out of rhythm. So I think um, for us with younger kids, um, like you said, Eric, it's about ceasing or stopping, but then it's also about, um, uh, there's a book that I really like called Keeping the Sabbath Holy. It's by Marva J. J. Dawn, and she, we can send that title out later, but she, um, she talks about ceasing, resting, embracing, and feasting, and I found in, with having small kids, um, the preparation is so important, like, I think that we can all agree that preparation is important for resting, because if you have a to-do list or you know, things to do on the weekend, which is often when we Sabbath, it's really difficult to stop if you haven't prepared to stop. And so just finding yourself like in the Sabbath, it's really difficult. Um, so I do, we do prepare as much as we can. Um, but preparing for me looks different than some other families I know with older kids where they kind of clean slate, prepare everything. Um, I just prepare the things so that I won't get behind. <laughs> uh, because as soon as I clean the whole house, there's somebody behind me you know, getting stuff out. And so I can, I can do myself harm or kind of like create the opposite um, of rest in my heart. If I'm trying to get the external things ready and everything's being undone behind my back. Um, so for our family in this stage, um, it's been really wonderful to have a regular day that we Sabbath and stop and rest and embrace and feast. And we do some we do um, prepare the house in some ways, um, but I don't clean slate it um, just because I physically can't in this season. Um, we, depending on the season, we do try um, to do something fun and different. Um, we do try and disengage, like just there's so much out there that is researching um, and proving that it's not good to be on devices. And so, um, and putting it away for periods of time, like putting, putting your device to bed, and so we're, we're trying to do that more and more, but honestly, with smaller kids, devices come out on the weekend for us because Josh and I won't get rest if the kids are, especially with quarantine, we, unless, uh, and even if they're outside, we don't get as much rest if they're, you know, right here all the time. So devices tend to come out for us more where I know families older, with older kids, devices get put away for the weekend. Um, and then feasting, I, um, we're trying to figure out how to bring in more quiet time um, and just put in, putting things in and putting truth in so that when, like you're saying, when you're, we're spending time with the Lord throughout the week and it's just not as set apart as um, the Sabbath and on Shabbat. We're trying to figure out as a family how we can bring more in as together as a family with worship and prayer, but then also for us individually. Um, and then the fun thing about um, Sabbath evening, we, we go from Friday evening to Saturday. Um, we always do some kind of special meal. Um, we don't eat a lot of meat, so we do meat and we'll do a dessert. And it's just really, it's become a, an endeared time of the week for all of us, even down to our three-year-old. Um, and even our one-year-old, uh, as we pray, he'll reach out his hand to pray with us. It's just become a really sweet rhythm in our schedule, even amidst the quarantine stuff, because um, I think we look forward to it even more now with this um, going on all around us. So good. Miranda, I'd love to hear 
um, you know, what you grew up seeing in mm -hmm. a culture that that's always been a part of um, their normal. What did that look like mm -hmm. in Israel? Yeah, in Israel, it, I draw on that, those experiences a lot because it sets the atmosphere that is created on Shabbat in Israel that begins on Friday evening, 20 minutes to sundown, and ends on Saturday evening. Um, there's nothing I've ever experienced anywhere else like it. The closest thing that I can um, compare it to here in the States is maybe Thanksgiving or our ideal of Thanksgiving. Um, where everything kind of shuts down and we all look forward to family time, um, even though we don't all have that nearby. Um, or there, sometimes there are just difficult experiences around that. But I think our ideal of Thanksgiving, where everything's quiet, we're meant to be with family, we're going to enjoy a special meal, um, we're not looking at the time, and um, we're just very present. And we look forward to that every year. We know that's coming every year. And it's the same kind of feeling with Sabbath. And I think some of us can identify with maybe a quiet time in, or something that was an endeared type of time in childhood, something that just felt pure. And you didn't, like when you were a kid, you didn't have a thousand things going on in your mind. And there's just a sense of presentness. I'm here now. Um, and I can look forward to being here again at this time. I think, um, it is, like I was mentioning before, preparation is so important. In Israel, the, the whole country tends, it it's begins to get ready for Shabbat on Thursday. And if you work, um, if you work six days a week, um, if you get off um, later on Friday, you still get off around 2 p.m. and um, you start to prepare. You go out and get the last groceries, you run the last errands. And then wherever you end up at sundown on Friday is where you pretty much stay for 24 hours because um, all transportation shuts down. If you have your personal car, you're able to go places, but everywhere is closed for the most part and the country's quiet. It is so quiet and it's the most peaceful thing. And I think uh, one of my favorite parts of Shabbat in Israel were um, gathering with friends, like when, uh, it would often be that because you were somewhat stranded for 24 hours, you would go and you chose who you wanted to be with for the whole day. And so entire families can go and sleep over and just spend the day with people. It's the, it's the most, um, maybe like we've experienced it with friends on a overnight weekend away or something like that, but it's like, it facilitates relationship. Um, it facilitates racial relationship with the Lord um, as believers. We're facilitating that. And it's, it, that's what it's all about is inviting God into our present moment and experiencing relationship with him and um, quieting our soul so that we can hear again and all these good things. But it also, when you, when you situate the external also to be quiet, it is so inviting to relationships with other people too. Um, and that's something I think we miss out on a lot here. Um, but I am excited to see that happening more and more as we all, we're all learning about Sabbath and it's just become something that a lot of the churches are more and more aware of. So. So good. I, I, I find it so interesting what you said 
the way you described what it felt like when the city shut down and the quietness, I mean, it's hard not to compare it a little bit to what's going on worldwide right now. You know, when you see, you know, the, the water um, that's clear and the smog that's cleared and all over the world because there's just not as much action, you know, and fuel being used and, you know, all the different things. And while clearly economically, no one's excited about that, um, but there is something that now you know, we get our cities quiet, you know, like there, there is a, a quietness about where we are and things are shut down. You know, many of the stores are shut down. And so there is something that kind of causes me to like, go, okay, I can identify now a little bit with that more than before this and go, yeah, there is something that's unique about this specific time that we're in that we can say, okay, the Lord is king. He sits on the throne and he knew this time was coming and he has good intentions to mm-hmm. for all of us in this. And so I just, for me, as I listen to you, it's like, I want to, to savor what is good about this time and start mm-hmm. to try to really apply like the, the slowness and the stillness um, of this time and in unique ways, you know, like I, I've, I've joked, I needed a jalapeno last weekend and I'm like, I can't just go grab a jalapeno. Like, I can't go do that. Like, that's not what I'm going to go do. Where normally I'd be like, I'll be right back, you know, and come right back. And mm-hmm. even just that time of going, okay, like, that's, there's just a quietness that comes, a contentment that comes with what we have. Um, mm-hmm. Or just like a, a settling of, I, I don't have, I don't have the same freedom, maybe, in a way that I've, that I'm, that I've always been accustomed to. But what, what it did, I think if someone told me beforehand that this was coming, I'd probably want to like, kind of like, oh gosh, you know, like think hard about how I'm going to spend my time and plan it out, you know, (laughs) and that's just my personality. But now that it's come, it's like, okay, like I'm receiving it in a way of finding little things I didn't know I needed to rest in. I didn't know that I needed to like exhale and go, well, I hope I apply this in my normal life, just this exhale and rest versus just the go and the norm and that kind of thing. Um, so in saying that, let me, so practically, let me just ask this, when you're thinking about rest, so Eric, I love what you said about, um, you know, you have to stop in order to rest. I, I've, I love that. And I, I hope that that's branded in my, my brain because um, I think that's important throughout my normal days and also as I, I experience Sabbath. What do you do, Eric, over the years? You mentioned, I mean, really, since you were 20, you've been learning about how to rest. What do you do? How do you practically break down thoughts in your mind that are coming in, you know, while you're trying to rest, like the fears, the anxious thoughts, the what ifs, the lists? What are some practical ways to to rest, even though, you know, there's not answers or there's not solutions to some of the things that really are, can be heavy? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, I, I feel like it's kind of a strategy thing. You know, you learn strategies because there are life just changes and there's always that need. Um, I, I mean, I, it, it's inter- like, I can look back and say, I've got strategies, but I'm a learner, you know, because you always find yourself in a place where it's like, okay, I might be devoted to prayer, but I, that's my, the hardest thing in my life to do, you know, so just because it's something we pursue or we take seriously, or at least in my case, 
doesn't mean that I'm great at it, but I've learned strategies. And so, and at different times, things work different ways. And I think part of that is because the Lord is, wants to remind us that he's not a genie. We can't just rub the lamp and have him, you know, do things the way that we want him to. So what worked before doesn't always work next time. But I do, I do believe that one factor that comes down to it is time. Like time is something that cannot be substituted. Uh, you, you know, like there are all kinds of strategies and there are all kinds of great books on prayer um, and different things you could do and things that I could even say, but ultimately that element of taking time to stop and be before the Lord uh, is one of the most difficult things to do. And without doing that, and just trying to have a prayer life or just trying to get through it, that's kind of the sign that I need to stop. Even if I don't have time at that moment, that's the sign where it's like, you need to, you need to get some time with the Lord because there's that element of some, it, sometimes it just takes time for all the thoughts to die down. And it doesn't necessarily even mean time in that one moment. I mean, just say theoretically, you could, you could stop and spend 30 minutes with the Lord, which might be a dream at different times of our lives you know um sometimes it might only be five minutes to get before him but there's a cumulative element of it as well so if i can you know get myself to stop and be before him whatever i can give whether it's five ten minutes an hour or if you're learning to practice sabbath making more time in your life um getting still and even sometimes just being quiet or it might be reading through scripture, it might be reading it out loud, it might be, I mean, it just depends on what will it take for me to get still and take my thoughts captive. I, I don't know, it's not always the same, but I know for sure if I don't take time, um, there's not enough time for the, it's kind of like I picture like gnats flying around, you know, a lamp, it, 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 like at night, you know, right, spring and all the, they're just flying around and flying around and that's the way the thoughts are. There's so much traffic um, that are that that's coming is so distracting, and time is generally the only thing that's going to cause those things to fall down. And the other thing is to not get frustrated that all those things are happening, because the fact that I have all these thoughts bombarding me that's normal. Um, and one of the weapons we have is time. And so, in a way, that speaks to rest, because rest and Sabbath really is really about time. I, I mean, there there's so many elements to it but the idea like any prayer I, to me i see it as like anytime we take a regular stop with the lord that's like many sabbaths you know so it's really hard to sabbath on on one day a week or even part of a day on a week if i don't sabbath like many sabbaths throughout the week but that idea of time that i don't have control over time and that can be disruptive for us as Americans. And like, you know, we're just right now in this COVID-19 thing, it's like nobody's used to stopping like this. And economically, it is a scary thing, but it's a reminder that time is something that keeps moving on whether we like it or not. And it, in the Sabbath, part of the idea is to remind us that God is God and we're not. The world will go on whether I work or not. Uh, the world does not need me to do something for God, you know? So that element of time, whether I'm thinking of Sabbath or whether I'm just thinking about how do I get before the Lord, that's the biggest strategy. I can come up with so many other things, but I feel like 
there's no substitute for time. Mm -hmm. That's so Yeah, good. that's really good, Eric. I think um, one of my favorite authors that's written about Sabbath outside of scripture is Abraham Heschel. He was a Polish Jewish rabbi and psychologist that um, just wrote some really amazing deep things and he practiced Sabbath and um, he didn't know Yeshua, Jesus, I don't think, but he, his perspective from, um, from the Torah and from his studies and own practice, it just, he equated, um, he said of the Sabbath that, um, that God was not a God, this is in my own words, but he wasn't a God that's in found in space, um, on earth, but in, um, he said, but in moments of time. Um, and it's when we give time to, to the Lord and just lay that out that God's able to come in and, um, he, it's, it's, he, he emphasizes that if we don't have that longing to meet with him in space of time and sacrifice of time, as one of my friends has said, um, a sacrifice of time, then it doesn't give the Lord room. And that's just so opposite of my Western mindset where I want to lay it out and I want to either pass or failed on giving him the time, you know, and um, it's like when you do give that time regularly, something happens that is just not at all what you expected. It's a, he, he comes in and he um, shifts my mindset or he realigns my heart, but it's, it's nothing that it's not by a plan. It's just my, the only thing that I did was strategy to set it aside. Mm -hmm. I've heard people, I've heard some friends um, say at times like that health is our greatest asset, which it is a great asset, but time is the thing that we don't get back. It's the one thing that's clicking what you're saying and um, praise God, our time is not limited because we are eternal. Um, we will eternally live with him, but here on earth, it is. It's, um, we have this one life and giving him my time is like the greatest gift that I could give him. Mm. So. Wow. So good. Wow. Thank you. I, I, I do think, you know, there's, there's been this picture that's a really simple, like elementary picture in my mind about rest. And, and it helps me because I can get like kind of jumbled up and like, okay, how do I rest? Like, What's about, you know, like, and then like you said, Rinda, it's like externally, I have everything ready to rest, but on the inside, you know, a, a, an incredible teacher that I, I heard years ago said, you know, that, that rest looks like sitting down on the inside, you know, it's like, okay, sit down, you know, and, and really rest on the inside. And um, so a picture that, that I have in my mind a lot when I think about rest is God standing here and me standing here. And me trying to rest looks like this, and but real rest looks like like resting on him, you know, like laying down, resting, and putting my whole weight into him, you know, not trying to like kind of rest, you know, like I'm gonna stand, but I'm like this part, I'm just gonna try to rest, you know, but really like put my whole weight and rest, and really being invited into that place. But in order to get to that place, we have to trust that he's going to not just catch us, but he's good. He's going to take care of all the things that concern us while we're laying and resting. Right. And so I think there, with the invitation of rest, with the invitation of Sabbath, 
what that invitation really is often is faith. It's putting our whole trust, our whole what, what we love about our lives, who we love in our lives, the things that God has entrusted to us, ministries, work, people to take care of, all the things. It's trusting that he knows best and we can really lean in and rest in those places of worry, concern, all those things. And so I think I, I would love to give just one last opportunity because I, I just love learning from you guys. Um, is, there, is there anything as, you know, people are going out from here, what's like, what's a first step that you would say, first step, do that, do this, and this will be a good first step? Um, I, I mean, for me, the first step relates to what I was already saying, which is, is pick a time. You know, it just can't be haphazard and um, whether just that, that there's a designated time, even if it's a small amount of time. And that's the other element too, is don't start so big that, you know, it's this huge standard. Um, it, it's, it's like, if I'm not even spending regular time with the Lord, which happens in my life, then I have to get back to, okay, I got to have that set time. So that is more important to actually put the stake in the ground and say, this time I'm going to sit down with the Lord and it's okay to sit before him and be silent. It's okay to not have to, you know, to not have to produce Like it's good to have a time where it's not a Bible study time, which I love. And, and I think that's important to set aside too, but I'm talking about a time where we stop before God and maybe have the word open to only read a scripture or just something to lead us to realizing that he is there, you know? And that's the goal is to say, God, I am here before you. Like, like you were saying, Marita, it's a sacrifice of time. And I am here before you to realize that you are present. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Setting aside a, a time and setting aside a regular time, I think has been really important for me and our family. Um, practically setting aside a time and then directly after that time, planning when we're going to do the next time. We sit down for our family meeting, ideally, um, the night after we've finished our Sabbath. Um, because if we don't plan for the projects that we're going to do on the other side of the next Sabbath, we're going to be thinking about them all through our next Sabbath, if that makes sense. So we Sabbath Friday to Saturday, then Saturday night we sit down and plan out the entire next week so that we make sure that we are going to have space to rest the next week and then also that um, our to-do list is kind of already being prepared so that we're not anxious about that when our week stops, if that makes sense. Um, I think also stuff, um, looking into just some books, there are so many resources out there and I think maybe picking one or two would be good so that you don't get too much noise in your head about it um, because there's a lot out there and even us contributing our thoughts, I feel like could be noise and that's exactly what we don't want is we want peace and rest um, to come into your household like God said in I think it was Leviticus in your dwelling Sabbath was for you in your dwellings which is where we are I think picking one or two and then um, reading from those we can send out a couple of resources I think you said and then also just looking into the word shalom mm -hmm. I think would be a really practical next step 
Um, there's so much in that word. It's not just peace, it's wholeness and fullness and um, meaning paid in full and health and wellness and success and all these things that the Lord has for us. And um, I know for me, if I focus in on any parts of that, there's something where I'm not measuring up that I'm believing the Lord. And I think I discover that when I lean in close, like you're saying, um, and discover like, hey, these are the places when I come in close, these are the places where I'm not, um, I'm not leaning in. I, so I think the way that relates practically is just in, in time with the Lord, when you set aside that time and quiet time where you're not just doing Bible study or doing accomplishing something and you're just sitting and receiving. Um, I think a good place to start is just with something like the word Shalom and looking at the definition and scriptures associated with that or looking at the Sabbath and seeing, looking at scriptures um, with that and just giving the Holy spirit a starting point that is a pure and holy starting point, I think is what we're all agreeing on. Um, setting aside the time and then coming with something, whether it's the podcast a friend sent me a few days ago or a music playlist of worship music, coming into that time um, with a starting point or a strategy, I guess is in the words of Eric. So, so good. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. I think, um, you know, for all of you listening and for all of you watching, I just want to say like exactly everything that's been said, I hope that you, that the Lord himself just drops one nugget and says, I'm going to grab onto this and I'm going to run with this. And I, and I pray, and, and it is all of our prayers that we would all be people that are, that know you, know the Lord deeper. It's like mm -hmm. I'm praying right now, but know the Lord deeper um, through this time mm -hmm. that we've been given. And mm -hmm. so much of it really is like physically exhaling and um and really leaning in and trusting that god's got some really good intentions with the time that he's given us both of you really referencing that i mean we have time in unique ways at least for the next few weeks that are very unique and um and so thank you for pointing out all of those things i always learn and i always grow just from listening to both of you and just thanks for taking time um eric would you mind just praying and closing our time out Sure. Yeah. Well, we just thank you so much for your goodness, Lord, that you are always pursuing our hearts and that you're good in this time. Lord, we thank you that, Lord, that you love us, Lord. And we just thank you, Father, for this invitation to rest. And I ask for the grace to lay hold of, of it, Lord, to to enter into the rest, Lord, to be willing to, to deal with all of the disruption and fear and anxiety and all of these things. And Father, rather than them being obstacles, Lord, I pray that, that we would find the grace to, to use these, these things as the avenue that they are to come to you, Lord, and to draw near to you. Father, I pray that you would give us grace to just set aside everything that hinders and not be afraid, but boldly run to your throne of grace and, and, and just find your presence, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for joining us for Inspire Online, brought to you by UR Conference. UR Conference is an interdenominational, intergenerational ministry that exists to create spaces and resources for women to encounter the living God. 
To learn more about UR Ministries or to check out our resources and even learn about ways you can partner with us in the midst of all God is doing in our ministry, head to URConference.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E Conference.com. And if this content was encouraging or helpful to you in any way, we'd love for you to pass it along to your friends. Thanks again for joining us for Inspire Online. Stay tuned for more next week.